But this is a dirty game, bro. And what I've always said is all is fair in love, war, and challenges. 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 What's really good, Pastor? Welcome to the first edition of the Hit List. I am MTV Malik, and I'm here with my partner in crime, Tyler Lauder. Tyler, what's good, man? Everything, man. We just had our premiere episode of The Challenge, and I'm pretty psyched right now. I'm psyched myself. This first episode of The Challenge was great. Had everything we wanted. Physicality, masterminding, game strategy. It was just the absolute best. I'm really excited for this. Yeah, and immediately you start to see hookups starting to happen. You start to see little heads clashing and everything, and... And the classic rivalry has already kicked off on the first episode. Fact. We're going to get into your power ranking for tonight. But before we do that, what are some of the criteria that you have for how you rank the challengers throughout this season? So there's three ways that these challengers can kind of rack up in my favor, I guess, and how I'd rank them. Uh, obviously, TV time. That stuff includes interviews and just being shown participating, uh, performing well on the daily challenge. And then finally, drama. Did they create any? Were they just hiding in the background the whole time? That stuff will kind of play a part and you'll see some people move up just because of that. Okay, so let's go ahead and jump into it. First off, we're gonna start off in the basement. Starting from the bottom going up, we have Zahida, Nicole, Ninja, Kaylee, Theo, Esther, Tula, Turbo, Jenny, Faith, Ashley, and Nani. So, out of everybody that we have hanging out in the basement, who do you feel has the best chance of getting out? I think it's pretty obvious. Defending champion Turbo. Uh, he's in the bottom because outside of two inter outside of just two different interviews, he didn't do anything. He didn't participate in the daily challenge, so it's hard for him to rack up points. Um, and he didn't have as much screen time as he normally would. All right, but also in the basement, you got Turbo and Ashley. Don't you think that the fact that they have won challenges before the whole entire thing that that should give them some kind of advantage over just being outside of the bottom? It should, and I think that's the reason why I didn't put Turbo at the very bottom since he didn't compete. Um, Ashley just kind of didn't stand out amongst her peers for winning. Um, I do think right now I am underestimating Ashley a little bit. And I think within a week or two, they're both going to be moving way up. So out of everybody in the basement, is there anybody that you feel have no chance of getting out whatsoever by which you was able to see in this first episode? Zahida. Um, unfortunately, with this almost being a team game, she can kind of hide if her team wins, but she's going to have the smallest chances to be in that tribunal. And from a standpoint, she's going to get called on to elimination sooner rather than later. Another person you got in the bottom is Theo. Theo came in second place last season, but you got him all the way at the bottom at number 27. Don't you think that's a little bit ridiculous? Just the fact that he came in second of last year, the fact that he's already getting some camera time. It was like two, two interviews, and that's kind of the reason. He kind of just... He kind of just was hidden for the whole thing. And whether or not that's his fault or production just didn't showcase him, we didn't get much of him. Yes, we know that he's going to be here for a while because he's an insane athlete and it's going to be hard for anybody to take him out one-on-one. -on -one. I just wish that I could have seen more from him. Fair enough. Let's go ahead and move into the mid-card. All right, so as we move into the mid-card, this is going to be from number 19 to number 10. So we have Leroy, Zach, Rogan, Joss, D, Bananas, Kara, CT, and Cam. So, <laughs> I mean, if this is the mid-card, this is the most stacked mid-card yeah. I've ever seen. 
Yeah, and, and with it being the first episode, it's really hard to get some transparency between these lists. Uh, it's a team challenge, so it's hard for somebody to stand out. Essentially, what's going to happen is, is if you were on the winning half, you have better odds of being in that top half. And if you're on the losing half, you better get some good camera time to make up for that loss you had. And so we see a lot of these guys here either just kind of won and just stuck around, or they lost but had some good TV time. I mean, for the mid-card, we have four people who have won the whole entire thing in it. That's going to be CT, Cara, Bananas, and Zach. Out of those four, who do you think have the best chance of getting out of the mid-card this season? Well, if we're playing it by the numbers, it's obviously Cara. Um, four times in a row, she's made it to these finals, and she doesn't stop pushing for that final spot. An undercard, you know, an underdog here, which he should never be looked at as an underdog, but he kind of is at this point, is CT. There's a fire lit under him, and he's, he's pissed off, and he's going to come after these guys and try and pick them off one by one. Now, he's pissed off, and he should be. He has worked with these people all throughout the years. Turbo comes in one time, wins a championship, and he's out of there. But at the same time, I don't disagree with Team USA. If it was up to me, I would have picked Turbo too. CT is big. Um, cardio may seem like a problem. Body weight challenges may be a problem. Do you think that Team USA made the right choice by going with Turbo over CT? Yes and no. Um, I'll, I'll break down both sides of it. Uh, no, they made a bad call because loyalty in any challenge, any game is key. You always need people that have your back and are always going to be able to stand up for you at any point in time. Yes, they made a smart choice because you don't really know how the format's going to go. And every team challenge in the past, you send in somebody from your group versus their group. And if you have to do that, I'd rather go against CT and maybe a climbing challenge than I would against Turbo in anything. Now, Cam is right outside of the top 10 at number 11. What does she do differently that ranked her a lot higher than people like Kara, CT, Bananas, and Zach? I think it's, uh, so here, here's what it is. She won, obviously, so she's ahead. All those other people you see that you listed off, Bananas, Kara, Zach, they've all got these targets on their back. Cam really doesn't get talked to as if she's a threat until it's almost too late for some of these people. And out of the gate right away, we see Kara's having issues with Laurel, doesn't want to be in the same room as her. Zach has this past issue from Bananas, not trusting him, you know. And Bananas obviously has Wes coming after him right away. So Cam almost can slide under the radar and be that powerhouse that we know she is. All right. Another thing I notice is you got Leroy at the bottom at number 19. A spot that I'm pretty sure he used to be in at, at the bottom of the mid-card. What does Leroy have to do differently going here on now to make sure that he reaches the final this season? So stick to his game for the first few weeks. You know, lay under the radar. Let your allies do all the grunt work for you. But he has to get out of that comfort zone about four or five episodes in, and he's just got to strike. He's got to go right for the top. He's got to get somebody out of here. He's got to make a power play. By doing that, he can assert his dominance more than just in a power game. So, so far in this first episode, the thing that has taken center stage is all of the politics, mainly by Wes and by some people in the UK. Who do you feel like has done the best politics? Well, when it comes to the best politicking of the night, most of you are probably going to pick Wes. And while Wes was all over the screen, you know, showing how many connections he had, and it was a great laugh, um, he made a couple of rookie errors and going to his sources a little too quick, I think. I think the best politicking of the night is uh, a small one, small move, but it's a Josh. Him connecting with Georgia is giving him a real alliance, if it works out, that he hasn't really ever had. He's going to have guys like Theo right on his back. He's going to have potentially almost all the UK guys on his back, and he's going to fly under the radar. The Georgia thing may work out for him, but he did piss off CT in the process. Don't you think that's going to bite him in the ass at some point? 
while I think it could bite him in the ass because CT might hold grudges, I think Josh was kind of intimidated the entire time. And I think he's going to come around the corner and he's going to apologize to CT, whether or not on, on screen or not. And I think he's going to work his butt off to kind of mend that. So that way CT doesn't rip his head off and eat it. <laughs> That's a fact. He fucking better. He's going to get his ass whooped for it. How do you feel about Josh as a competitor? We only seen him for one season. Didn't really get much out of him. I think he lasted a lot longer than people thought that he was going to. How do you think he's going to fare this season? I think he should do well. I mean, as a, as a viewer, somebody that loves watching the ultimate competitors, I want more. You know, he's a big, imposing guy. I want him to just throw somebody around. I want him to get into a physical elimination or a physical challenge and just hit somebody and show me that it's just not all for, you know, fluff. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's go ahead and move into the final section, the top 10, the top 10. So for the top 10, we got at number 10, Georgia, number nine, Bear, Kyle, Josh, Pauly, Idris, Tori, Wes, Laurel, and at number one, we have Jordan. So I think your top 10 is pretty solid. I do have problems with a couple. <laughs> Lay it on me. Number one, at number five, you have Idris. Yes, he did go into elimination. Yes, he did get the win. Why is he number five? That's it. That is the only reason. Um, I like to think that if you get nominated for elimination, everybody kind of has a thing against you. But if one person calls you out, it's that they think they can beat you, essentially. And in this situation, Laurel and Jordan didn't see him as a threat. So that's why they got him in there. He got called out by two people and he proved him wrong. And he did it in what I think was dominating fashion. A 2-0 sweep, coming in right away, showing that he is somebody to be feared one-on-one. And he looked confident doing it. And the entire time he was doing play-by-play, giving himself tons of, you know, pats on the back. I think, I think it was a uh, coming out party, essentially. They waited till the end of the episode and they showed the main event properly. I can definitely figure on that. Uh, speaking of confidence, what did you make of Sean in that tribunal? I don't think he had any idea of what was coming to him with Loru, Wes, and Jordan. He looked completely unprepared, flustered, and just overall out of place. I mean, he was a sheep in a wolf's den. Uh, I tweeted it out and everything, and I said it looked like he showed up to the wrong job interview and just tried working through it until it was done. Like, he was struggling the whole time. He didn't know anything on how to, you know, who he wanted to go against. He didn't give them any information to be like, hey, I'll give you this good information. Please help me out. He didn't do anything. You know, for somebody that's supposed to be this good, you know, politicking guy from his show Shipwrecked, he didn't showcase anything. No, not at all. It was definitely a poor showing, especially from a guy who's supposed to be a master of the gameplay, of the social aspect of the game. He just didn't come through at all on this one. I think that was a big failure on that part. And because of it, he's going home. That's it. I do think he'll be back, though. He kind of has that look that the challenge likes, you know? And so, I mean, he might get a chance to redeem himself. And if not, this is a really poor first exit for somebody on a challenge. Absolutely, he does have the look. He looks like the British Gus. And all reality, speaking of which, why isn't Gus on this episode? I have no idea. Um, Gus, from a look standpoint, from a drama standpoint, kind of gives them what they want. Uh, Maybe it's just people didn't connect with him well enough, and that's why he didn't return. All right. The second issue I have with your list is Bear at number nine. I don't know why Bear isn't listed along probably at number 15, 16. What did Bear do this episode that put him up so high on your list? So Bear is the UK version of Wes. And when I say that, I mean that for a couple of reasons. First off, the challenge people love him. The challenge gods, as some people like to say, love Bear. 
so he gets as much screen time as he wants. And he provides some comedy aspect to it. He might be being silly and trying to be, you know, joking around most time, but he's constantly on our screens. And with that constant exposure, he's not a person you're ever going to forget. And so that's why he's up this high this week is that not only were we watching him, we're talking about him now, but everybody in the house was talking about him from both alliances as well. The biggest issue that I have with your list is your number four spot going to Tori for, for the love of me. I can't figure out why she is so high. What does she possibly do that let her deserve to be ranked so high right behind Wes, right behind Laurel, right behind Jordan? I think it's a, I think it's a security blanket type thing. I think she performed well in her challenge and everything. Uh, I didn't see any negative aspects from her game. Uh, she got good amount of screen time. Even when uh, Josh and Georgia were kind of having their little romance, they kept showcasing Tori the entire time. So she was all over our screen as well. And while she might have not been the standout person here and other people might be more favorites, her connection is that she's tied to number one. And number one's going to bring her as far as he wants, which is going to be to the end. And with her having that connection, it helps her game even more. Who in the top 10 do you feel like has the biggest chance of falling out of it? Uh, at this point, it's got to be Josh. Uh, Josh was very low last, last season on all the power rankings, and it's because he didn't perform up to what we want him to do. Uh, he was showcased heavily on this episode. You know, He looked at the guy we wanted him to be, created some drama, got some good interviews. If that doesn't happen every episode and he doesn't perform, he's going to find himself towards the bottom sooner rather than later. So our number one and number two, Jordan and Laurel, look to still be on good terms. What do you make of this Jordan, Laurel, Tory, devil triangle that we got going on? It's very interesting. That's the first thing I, I thought when I saw them line up and I got this cast list. I was like, wait a second. How is a couple and this guy's ex going to work together? Um, I think Tori is, for the challenge-wise, a really good partner for Jordan. She's not somebody that holds grudges, it looks like. And, and her and Laurel can work well together because... I feel like Jordan, Tori, Laurel understand this is a game. And you want your strongest, the strongest. You're going to work with the strongest. And if you want to be in the end, you've got to, everything has to come together. Everything. Absolutely. So Jordan is still in your number one spot. And just because of the power moves that he made, uh, taking leadership, taking ownership of how Team USA, um, of how Team USA does and the voting and the tribunal, what does Jordan have to do to make sure he keeps that number one spot all season long? Keep playing your game. You know, what he does every season is he's loud, he's confident, he wins challenges, and he tells you exactly what he's going to do, and he's not afraid to break up an alliance or stir some, you know, trouble here and there. Uh, if he continues to do that, he'll be fine the entire season. But eventually, he's going to get called out to an elimination just due to the fact that he's arrogant and somebody's going to think they can put him in his place. It's going to happen, and it's just going to be for him to step up and improve that 5-1 and one elimination record that he has. All right. I think that just about wraps it up for us. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in to the hit list. I am MTV Malik. He is Tyler Louder. Make sure you guys check out shop.lovewarchallenges.com. Make sure you check out all the hit list, Love War Challenges, and General Challenge gear. Make sure you visit us at lovewarchallenges.com. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LWC Podcast. Make sure you follow us at Facebook slash lovewarchallenges.com. Right here. See you guys next week.